0: Hey, mamacita. Welcome to the Mamas con Ganas podcast. Epa, no seas mal pensada. That's mamas as in, hey, mama. Y todas las semanas te traemos episodios para que tengas las ganas de motivarte, surgir y triunfar. Aquí se habla Spanglish. Don't be a mama con drama. Let's be mamas con ganas. I'm your host, Valentina Izarra. On today's episode of the Mamas con Ganas podcast, we'll be examining how to overcome the fear of criticism. I am so excited about this episode. I think it's a really juicy one in the sense that it's meaty and I took a lot of care in preparing for it, especially for you. This episode is dedicated to anyone who has ever felt Their life is being dictated by the opinions of others or the expectations of others. And my intention with this podcast is to help you step in to your authentic self so that you may start to live a life with true freedom of self-expression. So I think we all know in our hearts when we're doing things to please others rather than listening to our own guts and our own hearts. Uh, when we do things out of fear, of criticism, or merely to please others. You know, there's a sense of, uh, and I know at some point you may have felt it, of deep disappointment within. As if we were betraying our own true desires and selling ourselves short. Please know I'm not talking about when we do things to make others happy in a genuine way. Uh, sometimes in life we do things because we want to make other people in our lives Happy and although they may be sacrifices that we make, we do them wholeheartedly. That's not what I'm talking about. Those are gifts that we are consciously giving to others. And I say this as a side comment, because we live in a society that I think sometimes tries to impose the belief that good relationships shouldn't be work, uh, a society that no longer believes in sacrifice and that has you constantly asking, "What's the other person doing for me?" instead of focusing on what we can do better in that relationship anyways, in this episode, I'm not talking about the sacrifices that we make out of empowered choices or as commitments to a person we love. Today, I'm talking about when we choose to act uh, in a certain way merely because we fear what others may think if we act differently. These choices are disempowering because they leave us feeling restrained and somewhere deep inside, we know we're being inauthentic. Meaning, we secretly wish we were choosing to do something else. For example, let's say you wanted to be a teacher, but your parents told you to study accounting, and so you did, but you still wish you you had become a teacher. Or let's say you've realized you no longer want to do what you're doing, but you feel stuck because what would others think of you if you quit your job and pursued your real passion? And maybe it's not even that extreme, and you merely want to start a business on the side but are afraid of what others might think because you've never done something like that, or perhaps you're fine with your career. But you want to take up a hobby that you've always fantasized about, something quote-unquote, I don't know, unreasonable like um, fencing or archery or skydiving or some darn salsa classes, Or maybe you've been miserable in your marriage and deep down inside you wish you had the guts to get a divorce. These are the type of things that I'm talking about today. So think about something you've always wanted to do or be a part of, but you haven't because you worry about being criticized or ridiculed. Something that's been tugging at your heart for years. In my experience, if it's been tugging at your heart for years, it ain't likely going to go away, mamacita. You'll either have to gather the courage to finally go and do it or die wishing you had done things differently. I read the other day that people who live to be really old hardly ever regret what they did wrong, but they do regret what they didn't try. How about that, huh? And yet we live in fear and in paralysis because God forbid we take up fencing as an adult and rekindle our relationship with our inner child and God forbid we let go of a destructive or abusive relationship. Now, if any of you are listening and have never been dictated by a fear of being criticized or ridiculed, hey, then literally kudos to you. Congratulations, and hit me up so I can interview you for the podcast, so we can all learn from you. I'm serious, because for the majority of us, I think fear of criticism is a universal concern. Social media is the classic example, where we all filter our lives, and we show only what we think will be liked, will be shared, and will be accepted. Now, I think there are degrees to which we can measure our desire to be accepted and liked. Some people have a very strong sense of self, and they don't really seem to care what others think, and they don't dictate their lives around what others might criticize. They seem to not care, and for the most part, they live their lives with this freedom that you know is enviable. Then there's the other extreme, people who can't seem to make any action or decision without gathering a myriad of opinions from others first. They don't even know what they want because they have never even asked themselves that although they've gathered opinions from the rest of the world. I think we all know somebody like that. Also, in one area of our lives, we may be empowered, but yet in another area, we may feel the fear of criticism creeping up big time. So uh, this subject is very dear to me because to this day, I'm going to be honest, I struggle in finding the power to live my life according to my expectations of myself rather than what others will approve of. For me, I think, like for many others, it was my parents' approval that I craved for desperately as a child and their criticism that I tried to avoid most at all costs. And as a child, it was fairly easy because I was good in school. I was an honor student. But then it came time to choose my career path after high school. And, well, I wanted to become an actress. And my parents were like, no, 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 no. They didn't know what to do. They were both engineers. I was like the black sheep in the family. And back in their day, in Venezuela, you had five career options that people deemed as reasonable. Business, law, engineering, medicine, and I think it was just four then. (laughs) Those are the four. I might be missing one. But in any case, they couldn't understand why their daughter, who had a full scholarship to college, wanted to study theater. They told me that I would die as a starving artist... You know, so what did I do? I took the quote unquote safe route and I studied international business instead. But I remember going to business school at, you know, these 18 year olds whose dreams it was to build their own businesses and become entrepreneurs. And somewhere deep inside, I knew I did not belong there and that I would not put that business degree to good use in the corporate world like they would. Like I knew they were there and they were studying something they were passionate about, and that wasn't what I felt. Ironically, and of course how God would have it, now I actually am an entrepreneur and I have my own business apart from being a performer. So it's interesting how things do work out in the end. But back then, my mind was elsewhere all of the time. I mean, I still got the grades, but it was like going through the motions. I wanted nothing more than to be in acting classes, dancing classes, singing classes. Deep down inside, all I wanted was to be rehearsing and performing. And I know this annoyed my parents. I could tell. They always told me I had potential, but my mother wanted me to use my potential in a courtroom, for example. And she'd tell me things like, Valentina, you'd be great as a lawyer. And looking, at, looking back at it now, I know that my parents had good intentions, but doing something that didn't align with my deepest desires made me build up a lot of resentment against not only my parents, but particularly, particularly towards myself. And that something was huge because those actions were leading the path towards my future, a future in a career that I could have really cared less about. And I learned something. When you aren't in alignment with your deepest desires, something inside you, it seems to die and shut off. Life just loses its zest. Interesting thing is I was good at hiding it because I had my artistic outlet still. Um, Since I was getting the good grades in business school, my parents didn't object with me joining a hip-hop dance company or partaking in community theater. So I'd spent all my extra time doing those artistic things that fulfilled me. But the path that I was building for myself wasn't a career in the arts. It was a career in, in business. And even when I was doing, like, for example, the community theater, it, that was a bit frustrating because most people doing it, they were doing it as a hobby, a hobby. Whereas I took those productions, like those, you know, community theater productions, as serious as serious as if I was doing a Broadway play. So when the other people there loathed the thought of having to memorize lines, I was always praying for, like, the most dialogue. The thought of having to memorize pages upon pages of dialogue was like heaven. I would daydream about it. Seriously. I know it might sound weird, but on the opposite side, for business school... I would study the bare minimum just to get good grades. It was like I was two different people when I was going from one environment to the other. In one environment, I was passionate, I was responsible, I was on time, I was thirsty, thirsty for more. And in the other, I was disinterested, I was bored, and I never went the extra mile. So now that I've told you a little bit of my story, I want you to think of your life and go to a time where you did something To please your parents or perhaps a peer group or somebody, and you were just going through the motions. You knew you belonged somewhere else and you felt that you were selling yourself short. I'm also gonna ask you Do you live your life as a constant people pleaser? Is there someone's opinion that you value higher than your own? Now, I don't have any regrets with what, you know, my story was, I truly believe, and looking back at everything now, I know that everything happens for a reason. And I learned a lot of valuable lessons in business school. Um, And I also went to journalism school, uh, apart from that. Plus, I was able to hone in on my acting skills anyways, and become a professional working actress in the long run. But I know many people who stop doing the things they love, It's like their lights go dim and usually they stop doing the things they love because of what others might say or because what they convince themselves is the reasonable route. Some stop doing things because, for example, they convince themselves it's no longer appropriate for their age. I mean, whatever that means, but they think to themselves, oh, I'm too old to take a dance class or I'm too old, you know, to take an art class and And they stop doing those things because they put limits, those limits on themselves, those limiting beliefs. And age, I have to say, is a funny thing because on the one hand, it can make you more fearful and aware of what you're not supposed to do, quote unquote, or it can propel you to be more courageous because at some point you look back at the time that you've wasted on the things you didn't really care about and you feel the clock is ticking, You really do feel that clock ticking and this clock ticking can push you over the edge so that you actually finally take action on what you've wanted to do all along. But before you take action, first, we need to take inventory and be honest with ourselves and the things that we've been denying ourselves, that we've been craving And so for this part of the podcast, what I'm trying to do is have you reflect upon your own life and see, you know, the things that, what have you been denying yourself and be honest with yourself? What are the things that you want to take on that you haven't? Are you questioning yourself constantly? Do you question your choices? Do you tell yourself, I must do this and should not do that? Do you not take part of an activity, a cause, or do you play it safe all of the time simply because you're afraid of what others may think? When was the last time that you didn't do what you really wanted because you cared more about what other people would think? And it might be something really, really small. It doesn't have to be like a life altering uh, scenario. So as you think of your own life, I'm going to tell you a little story um sometimes hearing different examples allow you to tap into your own story. And like I said that's the point in me sharing my experiences so that it triggers reflection in your own life. So recently, this is a very recent story, and it's a little story. Um I went back on a I went on a call back and I so I had an audition um you know, I thought I did well and I got the call back and when I went to the call back, I thought I nailed it. Like I was like, "Yes, I got the job." Like, you know, you walk out confident and then the morning after, I found out that I didn't get chosen. And I literally cried myself in the like in the car. I was on my way to drop my son Luciano uh to his tutor. He's he's in homeschool right now and he has a tutor, so I was on my way to to take Luciano to his tutor and I had put A Madonna song. So I'm a huge Madonna fan since I was like seven years old. And uh, I put Madonna on when I want to feel like stronger. So I put a song and I was singing in the car until I wasn't. And I was like doing the ugly cry. And my son turns around when he realizes that I'm crying. And he's like, mommy, why are you crying? Did Madonna die? And I was like, no, no. Thank God. <laughs> like she's actually going on tour this year. Mommy's crying because I didn't get the job that I auditioned for yesterday. And I'm feeling very frustrated, but I'm going to be okay. <laughs> and then I was like, <gasps> um, anyway, interestingly enough, um, when I thought about it, I realized I hadn't even wanted to go for that job in the first place. I think I wanted the job more so that I could impress the casting director and my agent. So fear of criticism always seems to creep in, even when I least expected. Boom! So the episode, I did a previous episode on accountability, and I talk a lot about taking the pilot's seat in your life. And if you didn't listen to that episode, I recommend it. And I think this is a continuation of that idea because you are not really the pilot of your destination if others are picking the destination for you. You might be piloting your plane, but you won't be happy with your arrival destination if you don't choose it for yourself. So don't let others choose your destination. And now I'm going to share with you an excerpt From Think and Grow Rich. On a previous episode, I also read an excerpt from the book and it had to do with persistence. Today I'm going to read an excerpt from the book having to do with the dangers of living our lives according to others' expectations of us. And I love this excerpt, so I hope you enjoy it. Here goes. Let us examine some of the symptoms of the fear of criticism. The majority of people permit relatives friends and the public at large to so influence them that they cannot live their own lives because they fear criticism. Huge numbers of people make mistakes in marriage, stand by the bargain, and go through life miserable and unhappy because they fear criticism, which may follow if they correct the mistake. Anyone who has submitted to this form of fear knows the irreparable damage it does by destroying ambition, self-reliance, and the desire to achieve. Millions of people neglect to acquire belated educations after having left school because they fear criticism. Countless numbers of men and women, both young and old, permit relatives to wreck their lives in the name of duty because they fear criticism. Duty does not require any person to submit to the destruction of his personal ambitions and the right to live his own life in his own way. People refuse to take chances in business because they fear the criticism which may follow if they fail. The fear of criticism in such cases is stronger than the desire for success. Too many people refuse to set high goals for themselves or even neglect selecting a career because they fear the criticism of relatives and friends who may say, Don't aim so high. People will think you're crazy. When Andrew Carnegie suggested that I devote 20 years to the organization of a philosophy of individual achievement, my first impulse of thought was fear of what people might say. The suggestion set up a goal for me far out of proportion to any I had ever conceived. As quick as a flash, my mind began to create alibis and excuses, all of them traceable to the inherent fear of criticism. Something inside of me said, you can't do it. The job is too big and requires too much time. What will your relatives think of you? How will you earn a living? No one has ever organized a philosophy of success. What right have you to believe that you can do it? Who are you anyway to aim so high? Remember your humble birth? What do you know about philosophy? People will think you're crazy, and they did. Why hasn't some other person done this before? These and many other questions flashed into my mind and demanded attention. It seemed as if the whole world had suddenly turned its attention to me with the purpose of ridiculing me into giving up all desire to carry out Mr. Carnegie's suggestion. I had a fine opportunity then and there to kill off ambition before it gained control of me. Later in life, after having analyzed thousands of people, I discovered that most ideas are stillborn and need the breath of life injected into them through definite plans of immediate action. The time to nurse an idea is at the time of birth, Every minute it lives gives it a better chance of surviving. The fear of criticism is at the bottom of the destruction of most ideas, which never reach the planning and action stage. So I'm sharing that excerpt with you from Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill, the book, because I think it shows just how debilitating fear of criticism can actually be. It has the capacity to destroy almost any good idea that we come up with. And if we don't breathe a life into these ideas, they will be killed off by the fear of criticism faster than we can count one, two, three. Okay, so now that we've delved deep into examining how perhaps fear of criticism shows up in our lives, how powerful and destructive it can be. Uh, Here are a couple of tips I want to share with you on how not to care about what other people think of you and how to live the life that you want. Okay? So number one, realize that no matter what you do, there will always be haters, girl. Even when you think you're doing what will please the most people, some people will still criticize you. Yep. Yep. Some people are going to dislike you no matter what you do, and there's simply nothing that you can do about it. So isn't it better to at least be true to yourself and make yourself happy along the way? Don't waste your time on pleasing everyone because it's an impossible battle to win. Number two, remove yourself from the naysayers like yesterday. Immediately, you need to stay away from negativity at all costs, because if you're trying to take a courageous action, you need courageous people around you. So you need to avoid people who bring you down, who judge you and who don't challenge you to take on that which you love and that which makes you happy. Number three, look to those who are actually making those things happen and accomplishing those goals that you desire for yourself. They will be your inspiration, perhaps your mentors, and they will keep you motivated to keep going. So if you want to run a marathon next year and your entourage thinks you're crazy, find people who have done it, who will tell you it's attainable and possible and who will root for you. Or look online for the inspiration. There is a support group for everything and anything online these days. Number four, mamacita, you've got one life to live. That's it. Una vida solamente. So live it up to the fullest. It goes super fast. And today is the youngest that you'll ever be again. (laughs) Yikes. Yes, I know. (laughs) Have you seen that video of that man skydiving at 90 because it was like on his bucket list? That video does exist. Can you imagine what his family must have thought when this 90-year-old man, their grandpa or their great-grandpa was skydiving? They must have thought, está loco. Our grandpa is crazy. What is he thinking? But you know what? He did it anyways. And boy, that expression on his face of happiness after he did it is like priceless. So if you're 90 and listening to this, it's still possible. And if you're not 90 and skydiving is on your bucket list or whatever's on your bucket list, don't wait until you're 90. Just do it. Dale. Number five, don't overthink things so much. Too much analysis produces paralysis. Ah, so true. I'm going to say, I'm going to say that again because we need an amen there. Too much analysis produces paralysis. Just do it. Take action, take control of your thoughts and shut up that vicious voice in your head that spews only doubt and criticism. We all have this voice in our head that criticizes us and we really need to make it stop. And that's the voice of, that really stops you. It's not the voice of others. It's The voice that's telling us what others might be thinking and assuming what others might say. And how do you take control of this voice and your, and these thoughts? It's very simple. You focus on something else. You shift focus and you can shift focus if you do it with intention. So when that voice, that negative voice pops back in your head, literally I tell it to shut up. I'm like, "Eh, eh, 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 you're not welcome here. And you tell it, I'm not listening to you right now. And then I intentionally shift focus. Finally, number six, remember you're born in this world alone and you will die alone. And I don't mean to sound tragic or hopeless, but rather I want to remind you that when you go to bed, you're the only one resting your own head on your pillow. We are alone in the sense that nobody experiences our life's journey with us and everyone else is wrapped up in their own bubble Of their own problems and their own issues. So it's really useless to worry about what others think of us because while we worry about others' opinions about us, they in turn are worrying about what we think of them and what we're thinking about them is not that much, just like they're not preoccupied with us either. Make sense? Okay. So I hope this episode brought you some insights. My wish for you My dear wish for you is courage, mamacita, courage to live your own life according to the dictates of your true desires rather than in the fear of what others may think. May you breathe life into your beautiful and authentic ideas and don't forget to share with me how you overcome your own fear of criticism in your life or perhaps share with me how you struggle with this still. I'd love to know. You can leave a comment on our website under this episode's blog post, www.MamasConGanas forward slash overcoming fear of criticism. Also on our website, MamasConGanas.com, you can subscribe to my newsletter. Be sure to subscribe if you want to receive free tips on empowering your life. And if you want to be the first to know when we release new podcast episodes. <music> Un millón de gracias por suscribirte, escuchar y compartir con tanto amor. Si tienes preguntas, comentarios y más, puedes visitar nuestra página web mamasconganas.com o seguirnos en las redes sociales, arroba mamasconganas. You can also write me directly at info at mamasconganas.com Hasta la próxima. Es Valentina recordándoles, don't be a mama con drama. Let's be mamas con ganas. Besitos.